just on the lake walk again. I've been walking a while with the phone in my hand and uh, suddenly thought if I don't press record nothing's going to get recorded so Well, I've had a few days without a proper walk, um, three days in fact, and uh, the weather's been kind of patchy, and uh, I've been happy to allow that to interrupt my walking schedule. thought today I really must make an effort and get out. And having these few days without my normal outlet in a way. It's been interesting. A uh, family member said to me a while ago that for him the lockdown has been like going on a meditation retreat and uh, I, I agreed with him uh, kind of suited me in many ways but, uh, one aspect of things being like a meditation retreat is that when you're on a retreat things come up, it's, uh, it's not necessarily an entirely pleasurable, peaceful process. Um, I think peace runs through it, particularly if you can see that, if you learn to look for the stillness within it. But I may have said in the past that um, when I go on a retreat, there's, a, there's like a typical trajectory, which uh, tends to be um, the stress of the journey, then a transition period, which may take a day or so to even vaguely arrive. Then a feeling of comfort and familiarity. And then very often, um, sometimes it seems to be around an external stimulus, but not always. Um, some some aspect of my of my life koan my one of my attributes which uh, causes me to um, leave meditation I suppose in some way either through grasping or avoidance uh, seems to come up and and then I kind of go through the mill a bit I think. 
very often with thoughts of um, can I do this at all? Can I really meditate? <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe I've done it so many times now that I don't don't take that as seriously as I used to. But certainly that frame of mind, that sort of slightly despairing frame of mind, actually, to be honest, when that comes up. And then typically there seems to be a kind of resolution. Something shifts. Because in the end you just have to be still with it. And when you're on a retreat, you have this incredible opportunity to um, not be run around by whatever it is. And also not to distract yourself. And the fact that you've got, generally speaking, a whole bunch of other people keeping the schedule then you know you're probably going to be doing quite a lot of meditation and you are going to turn up <laughs> sometimes peer pressure is is a good thing um, certainly I find it much easier to stick to a schedule and do multiple sits a day when I'm doing it with others and there is something also about the, the energy of loads of people meditating together really quite quite something we help we help each other in some way and then very often there's some sort of communal meal talking meal and then generally people disperse back to their to their homes where uh, like me there's a fair bit of digestion that goes on of what's happened on the retreat and then you move on and uh, I wasn't really expecting to have any similar cycle during lockdown but now I come to think of it there's no particular reason why I shouldn't and uh, so yes I've had a few things coming up during this sort of quiet period um, quite interesting in terms of how easy it is to mistake them for uh, real things. Uh, and it's not that they're unreal, and it's not that not that they can be neglected um, but they absolutely can be sat still with and accepted completely and they do change yeah I could Just the act of being still with them changes them. And there also seems to be a physical aspect for me to sit in the meditation posture with these things. It's like a 
almost indescribable mixture of stability and embracing whatever there is. In the meditation posture we use, um, the hands are held, making a kind of oval shape and they sit below the, below the navel in the hara as it's called. I tend to actually rest them on my lap. Some people use cushions to hold them up. Some people hold them, I think. But there is a kind of an embracing of the, of the, of the heart, mind, the hara, the the centre of ourselves. And so, there's a kind of shift of perspective. So it stops, it stops being something that I am dealing with, I am going through. and shifts in a way which is quite hard to describe, but I suppose what I would say is it is meditation. There's just meditation there. And meditation is fine, regardless of what happens to be going on within it. And to actually be still like that and find stability and peace and acceptance and flow it seems to open open me up in a sense and I think where there's grasping or pushing away there is a there is a curling up attention a, uh, there's some kind of diminishing going on and in in meditation, in the posture, there is something strong and kind and peaceful and energ energetic, I suppose you could call it. And I think Again, it feels almost a cliche to say it, but the gratitude involved in that, the knowledge, the experience, really, I should say, of being able to do something useful, do something for the good, because it really does feel like a very good thing to have done. It just fills me with gratitude. I think somewhere in one of the scriptures, one of the, uh, when the Buddha's giving a, uh, a sermon, I think it's the end of a section or maybe at the end of the scripture one of the people one of the monks listening 
gets up and says something along the lines of who would have thought it? Who would have thought it? <laughs> And that's how I feel a lot of the time with the, doing the practice, because it's always beyond what mind can come up with. So, that's where I am at the moment. So with that, I shall carry on around the lake. I hope you've had a good day and uh, I wish you very well.